I love microdosing. I love microdosing. Yesterday, I needed to go practice my drums and I popped a little microdose gummy and I'll tell you what happened. I drummed for about a good two hours. That's fabulous. Yeah. I was looking at our new roof, hoping that it wasn't going to leak and I got some anxiety about it. So I thought, you know what? I'm going to take a gummy just to calm down so I can go to sleep and not worry about this. And I did and I had a great night's sleep and I woke up and there was no leak. I've noticed a change in you for the, a positive change. I like to hear that. Yeah. I feel like your mood is like very centered. I'm sleeping much better. Microdose gummies deliver perfect entry-level doses of THC that help you feel just that right amount of good. And you can get 30% off your first order plus free shipping today at microdose.com promo code pants. It's available nationwide. That's microdose.com promo code pants for 30% off and free shipping. Microdose.com promo code pants. Every time I see that five, four, three, two, one, it's blast off. I know. And then we go nowhere. (laughs) Well, we did it. We've done so many things. When I say we did it, my first thought is we completed season one of The L Word. We're at the finale today. I'll, I'll say that once we finish that. We're not quite there yet. I just watched the finale. Did I watch the wrong one? (laughs) No, you watched the finale, but we haven't recapped the finale. That's what we're doing today. So technically we're not done yet. Oh, interesting how you look at it. Also, what we accomplished when I say we did it is we we did our first live show, which was that was so much so much fun. I have to thank once again, Looped, our producer, Melissa Montz, Carly, Snook, they saved our asses because if that was up to you and I, no one would have ever seen it. It never would have gotten done because we wouldn't even know what chords to plug in. It's true. I had an idea of the chords, but then I got lost somewhere along Mm -hmm. the way. Don't mm -mm me. I know we needed everybody Mm -hmm. around us. And thank God, everybody. um, It was such a great team of people all around. It made it seamless. I hope everyone had fun. I think they did from everyone we met. We really put in a, a big week. And it was um, all worth it. We had so much fun with everyone. And everybody we met on FaceTime was yeah. amazing. Fantastic group of people we got to meet. And we finally got to launch the merch store. Which was great. I do want sweatpants. Don't think that's not on our mind as well. We know that it was void of sweatpants. It was a, It was very sad for us. They didn't have them. Hopefully they'll get them. I don't know. The company we're going through didn't have them. And the intention is that they will have them in a few months. I know. I know. The irony of pants not not that hard to come by. But hopefully by uh, December, January. Who knows? I don't want to make promises. But hopefully they will come because that's what we initially wanted. That's all we wanted. But it's okay. We have some cute t-shirts. We have some sweatshirts. I love our merch. I do think we should do a beanie. You do think what? I like it. To, I would like to do a beanie. Oh, a beanie. Okay. I thought you said a keychain. I was like, interesting. No. Okay. No, what else happened? I feel like there's more. No, that was it. And then we have Marja next week. Oh, we do. So everybody's been calling in. Yeah. Um, we recorded on Saturday. Saturday. I mean, when you hear this, we'll, we'll have already done it, but 
Um, that's going to be a good one. I'm excited for Marja to answer everybody's questions. Yeah, it really is the super sonic highway from you to her. Exactly. Today, we're getting into the season finale of season one of The L Word. It was a doozy. Ooh. Wow, the drama, ever. huh? It was called, the episode is called Limb from Limb, and it's perfectly fitting for what everyone in the show went through. Just torn apart. My goodness. Like, it reminded me, me of when Banjo grabs her toy, and then she shakes it. She does, like, the death shake. That's how all the characters were. It was like as though they were in Banjo's mouth. It's true. And Banjo, well, for anyone who doesn't know, Banjo can really destroy a toy. That's what I mean. I saw like, yeah, like Bet's legs were flying and, you know, metaphorically. Okay, let's start because there's so much to get into. It was directed by Tony Goldwyn, which I believe this was the last episode he directed. No, 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 I take that back. I take that back. He directed a few in season two. Okay. And it was written by Eileen Chaikin. Yes. And I could tell because it had that Eileen drama that I love. Yep. You know? Burn it down. Burn it down. And she did. And it was great. I ate it up like a, with a spoon. Okay. The episode starts with the teaser that says three days ago, which, you know, when the L word plays with time, we know how that goes. But, uh... Well, I think it used to make a lot more sense, the time zone. It actually, it made, this episode made sense yeah. for the time. I think comparatively to, to Gen Q, like it used to play oh, with time, it. but this, we're at a whole nother level now. So oh, no. three days ago, you're like, right, three days ago, and this is going to happen in the three days. Well, in Generation Q, time it doesn't exist or it moves around or something. People move at an expedite, an expedited pace because people are in love within three episodes right and getting proposed to or getting divorced getting in three divorced episodes and yeah people have you know habits that get amplified within yep. a day yep so i guess it's a long a long honored tradition on the l word to lose all sense of time but i will say this episode that time jump did make sense right the three days was very locked in and we here we go we're on the three-day journey it was a linear story. I, 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 it didn't bump me. Okay, so we are with Bet as she parks the car in the garage, and who pulls up in a pretty cool car? I'm not going to lie. I was like, of oh. course, Candace shows up in some fancy vintage car that belongs in a car show. Like, it, it was her tool belt in the passenger seat. Probably, I'm a along with her two tools. Big lover of of vintage cars, like many people. I'm not alone here, but that was the first time I said, "All right, Candace." You have game with your car. It helped. You know, we know how I feel about this character. So it helped that she showed up in that. I don't think you're alone in thinking that about the character. Okay. Not the actress, by the way. Whenever I talk about a character, I'm not talking about the actress. No, No, I just. No, no. Okay. I just want to make that clear. No, 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 no. And then Beck gets gets in the car. And very dramatically says. Take me somewhere. Take me somewhere. And if I was Candace, Mm -hmm. I know that you're attracted to Bet. Huh? And I, you know, I'm Candace. No, I'm saying if I was Candace, I'd understand. Yes, I'm attracted to Bet, but I would also ask myself, do I really want to get into this fucking drama? Because this woman's a drama queen. Well, not only that, but any relationship you're about to destroy, you should think about. Yeah. It's not so willy nilly. No. 
But they, you know, they both stare straight ahead, much like they did in prison. They don't really look at each other and they both are just like, we're going to go do this. Mm -hmm. Then we flash over to Jenny's shed. She's in bed with Robin. They're doing. I like the post-coital scenes more than the love scenes. We don't get many of them. We don't have them anymore. And I, I had the same thing. I appreciate them. Right. You know why? They're in, they're more intimate. They feel really lesbian to me. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. That's what we lay in bed. We stare at each other. We say we sweet say, nothings. We whisper talk. We stroke each other's hair. You get vulnerable. The whole and thing. And then you might start having sex again. It's very true. Yeah. They're better than the love scenes. Well, I think there've been Sometimes. some killer love scenes on the show. No, no, not, 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 not generally, but like they are, they, when I think of certain love scenes, I get more from the, from the post <laughs> as terms of. Right. The cigarette time. Yeah. Thank God no one's smoking after that, but I, I appreciated it too. Jenny has a move. Have you noticed what it? What is it? Have you noticed no. Jenny's, Jenny, Jenny's got a move what is it? because then they have this sweet scene and then it moves into like the sex montage, which you know how I feel. But then it moves into a normal love scene. But Jenny's big move is like the backhand I was, caressing. Oh my God, Kate. <laughs> I can't believe you said it. I When I was, because I, again, I was alone watching this and I was like, is that a, but I've never seen the backhanded nipple stroke. I didn't, know, I didn't it know it was a thing, number one. And number two, has she done that before? Because it was very... Yes, she did it to Marina because it caught my eye. I, <laughs> I thought, don't remember it with Marina. I did because it stuck it's out. A, you circle from the bottom around the top with your with back, the ba- the back of your knuckles. Only with the back of your hand. <laughs> with like the, like your, like the back of your fingers. The back of your fingers. Yeah. And then she came and up later go, with like a... Like she spread then, her th- fingers with the nipple in the middle. Yes. Going up, like her fingers spread and, like, around I the nipple. I think she was like pinching Robin's <laughs> nipple or something. But the point is, is that, you know. She had some interesting her... hand moves. We should call me and ask her about that because it's a, it's a technique I've never had done to me, nor have I done to someone. No. So. But you know, you know what Mia would say if we did call her? I don't know. I did not. I don't know. Um, I did not. Can we, let's, no. let's do call her about that because. The fact that she's done it twice, which I didn't realize, once was enough for me, and I need answers. Uh, and then poor Tim. Tim has some bad juju with this tool shed because Oof. every time he comes to the door, he sees something, something. that he probably he's shouldn't see. He's dropping off the paper, so they both get the New York Times or the LA Times, I guess. It's pretty pricey. I mean, you would think they'd just share it. I'll read it, then like, bring it to the back shed. So yeah. he drops off her paper and sees Jenny having sex with Robin. Turns away, touches yeah. the corner of the shed like I knew you when. Like a sentimental touch and walks away. He breaks my heart sometimes. But then I'm like, oh, my God, he's so testosterone guy. I know I'm having in that moment. He broke my heart for a split second. Tim is yesterday's news and he's dropping off today's news. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Sorry, Tim. Kate. Wow. Time to go. You should write that down. That was like a, that was good. I'm impressed with that. Okay, so. When Bet and Candace are rolling into their their hotel of the for the I affair. I couldn't believe the hotel. I, I was like, did you go to Santa where Barbara? Where did they go? I was like, where or is Ojai? that? Thank you. Well, we know it's Vancouver, but where were they playing it? I thought, I thought Topanga. It looked like Santa Barbara. Maybe Bel Air. But like Candace no. has a. Mm-mm. I don't know for a construction 
company is doing that well. I mean, I get being discreet, but pay with cash. Well, also, I thought of the guy behind the counter and I thought, how uncomfortable is it when someone, when a couple walks in in the middle of the day is like, we need a room. Like, how awkward. And also, why why choose a bed and breakfast, which it clearly yeah. was. Wrong place. Maybe it was Candace's way of trying to, you know, show Bet that she can be fancy. I would be if Bet Porter was like, take me somewhere, I probably would have a giant panic attack at the in the driver's seat. Like, where the fuck do I take this woman? I don't know. I know where I'd go. The chateau. But I don't know where she wants to go. It's a lot of pressure. All I know is it read like a bed and breakfast in Santa Barbara. It did. Like you're, they're going to get like LA cut up strawberries and cream in the morning. Yeah. Like someone's going to, you know, like the, like the woman who's taking care of the place is going to knock on their door mm-hmm. and say, turn down. <laughs> and, you know, they have to. <laughs> I forgot to put the sign. But they're only there for the afternoon. I only understand. There for that and I think reason. the guy knew they're that too. Spending the night. The whole yeah. side whisper. No, let me pay. Right. Bring cash. And they can't even and they can't even make it into the room. They they. um. And you then know. they did the classic first season L word straight people. Yeah. Guffawing at the two lesbians. But I would look too, to even if, even though I'm gay, I would still look over at two women like you, you can make it down the hall. I would look at like that if I saw anyone doing that, right, regardless right. of who they That's were with. Um, how could you not? But I ever told you what grosses me out the most in a hotel. I don't no. know why this just popped in my head. Robes. Uh, People use robes uh, in hotels like like it's this strange, like unspoken okay to walk around in a robe around the entire hotel. Mm. Like when you get on an elevator with like a couple and they're both wearing a robe, I know you're naked underneath. <laughs> like I know the guy's thing is just hanging there and I know the lady's boobs are just like out in the wind and they have these robes on and you're still like, hi, hi, how are you? <laughs> like It doesn't work for me. It's forced intimacy that I don't feel like that I need to go through when I'm paying to stay somewhere. You know what, you know what grosses me out in a hotel? What? Bedspreads. Oh, yeah. Those it's things the first get ripped thing you take off, off immediately. I also kick off, I pull out the tucked in corners because I hate when yeah. my feet are squished. Because you're, because you feel like you're, it's the most claustrophobic. It's the feeling worst feeling ever. Anyway, it reminded me a little bit of that couple. I was like, oh, they'd be that couple in the morning if they did stay past the afternoon. They'd be, they'd the, have ribs. They'd be the couple going down to the to spa. the spa with the ribs on. Yeah. Well, they make it into the bedroom, Bet and Candace, and it's you know, it's the can- the old who takes control. I like I, I see why Bet likes Candace. She takes charge. And for the first time It's what she needed. Bet gets topped. Right. This is top number one for Bet, which happens I don't know how many we'll we'll know as we watch the series, well, but listen, I like it's it's refreshing. Like I get I get bets like I want I like someone taught me. I mean She's not getting Shane, it with Tina. She's not getting taught by Tina. Playing Shane, I can relate. Like, oh. like, I'd love for Shane to be a pillow princess for once. Like, you know how much my back hurts always having to be the one on top on these. Is that why you have back pain? It doesn't help. Right. It's a lot of but pressure. I get it. It's like, you know how much easier it is just to lay there? I like any relationship that has range. Everyone needs to yeah. flop around and do it all. I can't. 
I can't ever take the pressure of being one thing. Anyway, I felt I was happy for Bet and yeah. her back because always having to... Yeah, she's like, can I lay down? Do the work. It's a quick fingering with everybody sometimes on this show. I know. Like, I'm like, what? Like, pl- Ow. Like, like, like plumbers. Yeah. <laughs> like, just the hand is like the first thing you do. Yeah. And then it's like... Work up to it. Yeah. And I'm sure she was excited and that would be easier than other times maybe, but still. What's with lesbians just doing that first? No, thank you. Okay. So then we're at the, then we go right to, which was, I thought was a pretty funny cut. Oscar and Tina under the, um, speaking of plumbers. (laughs) (laughs) Under the sink. how about, does anyone own the Yellow Pages? Why is Candace the only go-to? Yeah, well, they're like, we need a plumber. We need we need someone to renovate. I know we didn't have Yelp then. Doesn't we, someone have a phone book? Right. I get you go by referrals. I understand that. But wouldn't you want to see if Bet was happy with the work Candace was she doing was, before? Kate, if you know what I mean. I'm talking. I know. No, I thought it was, it was a funny idea, but it was also to get us where we need to go in the finale. And don't call Candace to fix your plumbing. She'll just show up with a tiny little it's pocket true. wrench. And she say, won't Here, show up with it. the right things. And just because she can make Shoshi screens doesn't mean she can fix plumbing. They feel like different mm-hmm. skills. Yeah. Different professions. And I feel like they would, I don't know. It was a little, it was forced. I'm, I was still into it. I can take it sometimes. Um. So Tina calls James. It works though. Yeah. And gets Candace's number. And she's very excited. She has the, she has the in. Then we're at Shane's. Steve Jaffe. He's an intimidating guy. He's scary. He should be on a, like a mafia show or something. Yeah. He, uh, he speaks softly, but that's what makes him scary because the scariest people never have to raise their voice. Right, that's what um, Meryl Streep said from Devil Wears Prada. That's she right. She said scary people don't don't talk loudly. Yeah, and Shane, her little her little dreams are about to come crashing down. Um, You're very like so puppy dog in this episode. It's it's heart wrenching. I think at the end of the day. Shane is actually a romantic deep down, but doesn't have any experience to know. Well, why? Well, let's talk about this. Why can't she just let herself? She chooses the wrong people because of a lack of self-worth. She wouldn't know romance. She wouldn't know real romance, real love if it fell over her. As we know, we've seen it carry on from we, we throughout the entire series. Right. The fact that you're not allowing yourself to do that is the sad part. Well, she's just subconsciously choosing. The, I mean, we're not there yet, but choosing the wrong person to have that expectation with. She sure is. Sherry's not the one. Sherry is but not the one. But she makes that pretty clear in the neon sign room later. Anyway, he's he's basically like, don't sleep with my daughter. And you're like, I didn't sleep with your daughter. I know the whole. How about the dad is just okay with a 25 year old sleeping with his teenager? He doesn't even address that. Well, we never found out how old Clea is to begin with. That's still well, an unanswered. Does anyone know? If any of you know, please put this mystery to bed. How would anybody know? We I just watched it. 
maybe they paid attention and they sifted through something. I don't know. I mean, I can't say okay. that I analyze every single word that everyone says. They must have made her 18 to make this all okay. Yeah. Anyway, for any for Shane to think what she and Sherry had together was healthy, it just goes to show how unhealthy she really is inside. Oh. I know. Well, well yeah, but you're about to go on a long journey. So here we go. That's right. Because Carmen okay. comes next season. That's right. That's how exciting. Right. Okay. So then you go right to the Jaffe house, right? You just beeline mm -hmm. over there. And you're like, I need to see Sherry. You run in and you profess your love for her, which was huge. Yeah. It went from like 40% to 100%. It did. It was fast. It was really fast. You were. Basically, the last time I feel like we were really with in, those in, two was in episode 10. Well, not just that, but but um, the last ep I don't know, the last couple of episodes, I feel like you've just had your flip phone. Yeah. And you've been like, hey, Sherry. Yeah. Just thinking about you or I miss you. Yeah, or, it didn't, but we haven't really seen you together to be like, oh, they fell in it, love. It didn't track. There could have been one episode, one more episode earlier that sort of solidified whatever relationship they were having to yeah. sell this. Um, because you're right. I, I, I something was missing. Mm -hmm. It was um, seeing you both on screen together. Yeah, exactly. But we had to go to Dinosaur. Yeah, sorry, we did. Sherry. Yeah, sorry. Okay. So basically you hug her, you say, I I'm in love with you. Um, you promise that you weren't fucking her daughter. She's like, oh my God. And then guess who walks into the scene? Fucking Clea. Clea. And she says fucking bitch to the her shit mom. shit starter of it all. I forgot to talk about how Clea was professing her love to you in the car before this all happened. Oh, that's which was right. so awkward. Oh my God. I was like, Clea. Yeah, everyone was just going from Don't zero to a hundred. Yeah, everyone. But you're worth it. Shane's worth it. I mean, it's not that. I just. It was yeah. Like, when did she fall in love with you? Why, Why is she so like? Who is this woman? I understand. You love? If like, you're, you have to explain I understand it to her. if you're a kid and you're intrigued by 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 Shane. I get it. Sure, like an intriguing it's like person. A crush. It's a crush, but to go that deep in it. And to start questioning you about your life. That's where I was like, you need to work on that before you go out into the world. Because that's not cute. No one's going to like that. <laughs> All right. We're back to the shed. Um, Tim comes in and softly asks I Jenny was, for a divorce. This is, and I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot they were married. This was at the part of the episode where I thought to myself, Tim's not such a bad guy. The dust is settling. My opinion changes. Um, you know, from that as the episode goes on. But at this point, I thought, okay, good. Like they can realistically they approach this. Yeah. And sweetly, just, which isn't nice when you're divorcing someone. No, but they're calm and it's just like face facts. Like that this is reality. Yeah. And the way they got married was, you know, we, it was we all, all remember it was that. all unhealthy. All unhealthy. So she says, of course I understand. And you think, okay, great. They're just gonna like sign some papers and go on with their mm -hmm. lives. 
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Then this was the part I couldn't take. I know. Me, <gasps> me neither. I was like, that really hit me. So this part, to me, I was like, this is the saddest thing I've ever seen. Heartbreaking. Dana crying over Mr. Piddles and holding him. I couldn't take it. It was so sad that she was holding him. And we never, do we ever find out how he died? Mm. I don't remember, but if we do, it'll be next season. Okay. Well, the mystery of Mr. Just her losing her cat. And also, I mean, pets are are, are, are our children. And there's a lot of They're lesbians that don't have kids or they choose not to have kids. And their pets fill that space. Well, that's us, Kate. You're talking about us and every other. Yeah. What? Not, it's not I just know. us. Well, no, you can have kids and also have pets. Yeah, but when like, but when you, but when that pet is like your sole focus, I'm not saying it's any le- any less than if it's if 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 you have children. I'm just saying it's like we like for the. It's the world's worst day on the planet it's Earth. Awful! Like nothing is worse than losing a pet. Alice was very much like you in real life because you were with me the day I had to say goodbye to Floyd. I know. It was almost like an identical scene. Ugh. It's too much. I can't even talk. I have a hard time talking about it. Well, same when I lost Sue. You were, remember you came over and mm-hmm. laid on my bed with me? Mm-hmm. And you hugged me so hard mm-hmm. when I sobbed. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Kate, so hard. You were in the room when they say goodbye to Floyd. I know. Horrible. Okay, let's move on. It's too much. Ugh, I can't take it. So then what's funny about the scene is Tanya's in the background. Well, I actually... Before- <laughs> pretending to be upset. <laughs> Tanya's my I'm voting Tanya as my favorite character right now Tanya's amazing she's giving me life Tanya is a brilliant character you need villains on a show yes you just need it that's just like I wish it's she that did fucking ingredient that every show needs everyone needs it just that just to know that she's back there Ugh. in the behind us and she's like oh god what do I do and, and also how she, she doesn't know him. how to console Dana so she calls At you all. because she's like what is this she I don't know what to anything do with this. anything with emotion makes her uncomfortable and I didn't realize there were burial plots for pets I guess there are um sure um but I like how the L word then turns into an episode of Six Feet Under because you're like, we'll get a mahogany casket. We'll find the burial plots. We'll make <laughs> arrangements. So you turned into David Fisher. Yeah, I did. <laughs> uh, what if there's like a tiny little hearse? <laughs> yes. <laughs> that you could rent. Okay. So that was all sad. I can't take it. Then we're back at CAC. Um, and Bet-, Bet has made it in her supersonic car back to LA just in time for her meeting from whatever. Yeah. With a different outfit on. And she's like, well, the provocations is opening that night. Right. Or is it the next night? Uh, Who knows? Don't know. But it's, it's high pressure, high stakes. Yeah. She's like, how's security going? So then 
Ivan and Kit walk in the room with some Real Food Daily bags uh-huh. of lunch. Bags of lunch, whatever. And Bet and calls then, Kit aside and... And says, be careful with Ivan. Ivan is in love with you. And... And then they had that the terrible 2003 conversation... With Ivan's pronouns with and tossing pronouns. them all around sort of haphazardly because Bet's saying, she is in love with you. She this, she that. And, and Kit is like, he... He, and Ivan did say it doesn't episode earlier he said it doesn't matter so he's comfortable with what anyone refers to Ivan as but yes Ivan's comfortable but but it was that awkward oops moment yeah it wasn't it wasn't L word 2003 it was very L word 2003 so but the point of that scene careful with hearts exactly okay then we're at the volunteer place um and all of a sudden Candace is there talking to Tina and I thought, oh my God. I think it's the same day. Oh my God, Candace. It's the same day. I that's what I'm saying. It's like she left the bed and breakfast. But you said Bet hopefully washed her hands. You said Bet was in a different outfit. I don't think she was. I think they had their tete a tete, came back to LA. Bet had her meeting and then Candace went to meet with Tina too. Okay. Well, that's a really fucked up thing to do, Candace. Completely fucked up. And Tina This is what you say. You say Oh, hi, Tina. Oh, I'm so busy. Um, But I can refer a plumber to you. You don't show up to Tina's workplace and stare her in the eyes. And they were trying to play it like Candace was waiting for Tina to say something about it. But like, you just did it. How would Tina know? The lack of Tina's awareness of what's really going on breaks my heart. I hate it. But the like evil part of Candace to show up and talk about plumbing when she just plumbed bet, I thought was a little rude. Mm-hmm. It was. And it made me really not like her. She's she's Candace is dead. To I me don't think Candace was designed to be a fan favorite. <laughs> <laughs> also, can you wear anything else or is it only overalls? Agreed. And then we go on to, where are we? Oh, God. Then we're at the aquarium. Here's, Jean and Jenny aren't my favorite. Jean and Jenny. But Jean and Jenny, they're a good match. Neither of them exercise. They are nocturnal. They like to read. Jean is like, oh, you're Jewish too. That makes him happy. I understand, like, on a straight show, and I say this as a character who just dated a man and season eight of Gen Q. But for some reason, it's, I think that the match still has to make sense to me. It's not the sexuality uh, that I'm having a hard time with. It's not that she's with a man. It's none of that. It's that Jean bores me. I think they're oddly a good match. You think, you think, well, so you're saying if Jenny didn't stay on the show like if her and Jean walked off into the sunset you'd be like all right that totally makes I don't that- I, no because I don't know Jean well enough at this point but I I just I there's think something Jenny has about, more chutzpah and I does, like but the right other now, Jenny but right now I like she, gay Jenny but right now sorry. Jenny does not have chutzpah right now we're in the portion of Jenny's life where she's where she really shouldn't be dating anyone in my opinion she That's should be point. figuring herself out the chutzpah mm-hmm. Jenny comes out next season and then onward right now she's in that funny place of 
It's yeah, but it takes her into a whispery place, which is where where I don't. It's not my favorite <laughs> Jenny. Is, is, and Jenny <laughs> says she's got she's like Jen, Jenny, Jenny Schechter. Well, that's later when she's Sarah doing Schuster. Yeah, but that's, I know, but I'm saying I get it. So now I'm she's not thinking a, of Jenny's lots of different Jenny's. Well, Jenny and this doesn't is not know, my favorite Jenny. Well, Jenny doesn't know who she is right now. That's the point. Okay. Well, this is not the one I'm going to pick. What is? I'm she, excited for the manatees. I think what is and Jean to swim off. Jean Jean says something. I think it's in this scene. I think and, and Mia goes, "Oh, Jean." Oh, Gene. <laughs> it was great. Oh, Gene. But I thought and it was, then they go but, into it's a, the, but it was sort of a cute scene. I, I it felt No, it's, it's it was fine. it was realistic. Like they're both he you know, he's kind of you know, he's they're both you a little Jenny and Gene. Look I don't, at you. I'm not I'm not shipping these two. I'm just saying I appreciate it for what it is. It was it was like an awkward kiss scene and they're both a little insecure and they they try to change the subject and that leads them And then they just that then leads, they go back to the same subject and, about fish. And then they go back to his office, which then leads into a Where sex the scene. Seals. I was like, that's, that'd be a pretty killer office to have seals swimming behind you. It's kind of cool. And I appreciate how there wasn't a cut in the scene. Although se- I'd want it to be the ocean. I wouldn't, couldn't take a tank. I yeah? appreciate that there was not a cut in the scene that the, that the date then carried into going into his office. Because normally there would be some sort of cut that takes you out of the moment. And then when you then when it cuts back to them, they're they're walking into the office. Oh, right. No, they literally just I like walk to the office. I'm like, keep me in it. I'm in it. Like, let's see what happens. You really are. Well, just story wise. I like it. Okay, so then they start having sex against the seal tank and Jenny starts crying, which I thought was really sad. Well, here's the question. I think it was a mixture of both. But this is my own interpretation. I I, I remember a conversation Jenny and Robin had on their first date where they're talking about their first times mm-hmm. and Jenny's is like, she was clearly, you know, assaulted. And I thought, Oh, I wonder if this moment is reminding her of that. That's and what I thought. Is she also realizing that she's not attracted to men, even if she wants to be? Yes. I thought and is it all, all this, it's all thought, of this at the same time. Yes. I thought it was all of that at the same time. And I thought it was so well played and it was, it was deep and sad. So aren't you happy about Jane and Jenny's date? Because it had yeah. a really fascinating I mean, for that conclusion. reason, I just don't, like, I, can't, I don't need any more whispers. Hmm. Don't worry. Jean's out of here. Careless whisper. No. Oh, huh? Don't okay, worry. So Jean's then, out of there next season. I wouldn't okay, worry about it. So we're at the planet. Um, it's Mr. Piddle's funeral, did, which I've whipped together very quickly. Is it, um, did they shut down the planet or was it just after yeah, hours? Yeah, no, it's a major shutdown. Hmm. That's what you do. And then Tina thinks Mr. Piddles looks weird. It's because you and I have frozen him. Have you noticed something about Bet? What? Bet has what? Bet has this thing where she loves giving art as a condolence gift. <laughs> oh my god, she does. She did it to Angie in the finale. And Dana But that makes sense. It's a great condolence gift. It's very thoughtful. Thank God she didn't give Jesus as in me as her oh, God. gift. Oh, God. Um, okay, so <laughs> Tina, I don't know. Tina, yeah, so we've thought him out. We've thought out Mr. Piddles. Um, Dina is so, uh, not Dina, Dina is so sincere about her cat. And that's why I'm not s- talking because you're in Sherry Jaffe upset. 
Shane's in a hole. That's it. She's You're in a, a she's cherry in a sherry hole. Hole. Yeah. And then what else is happening? Kits. I don't know. Ivan's gives the kids. Everyone's sort of like, but everyone gives Tanya the look, which I love. Uh, yeah. Nobody trusts Tanya. Mm-mm. And they're dressed alike. That's my favorite. That's amazing. That was the first time we we um, acknowledged um, the urge to merge lesbian merging. Mm-hmm. It's one of my favorite subjects. Yep. And I thought it was funny that that was like the first time we saw that on television. Yeah. Because it happens to everybody. Yeah. You have to be really conscious to not have it happen. Yeah. And it's still, even when you are conscious, you're like, fuck. Uh-huh. I agree. Really look alike. I agree. Um, and Dana gives a very sweet speech and she's so sincere and she just loves her cat. And that's why, you know, I'm just saying it's like they're in the, in the lesbian community, our pets really are. It means a lot. It means a lot to us. And it means a lot. And then what happens during that speech, we're all there. They announce their engagement. There was one quick moment where Dana talks about how much people are there for her. And then you and I look at each other in that scene and we like kind of nod to each other. We just assumed she was talking to us, which I thought was really funny. We're like, yeah, she's talking about us. Uh, Okay. So then they announced their engagement. And what I was going to say is we're horrified. People in grave mourning do extreme things to fill a void. Yeah. Yeah. You don't realize it until you get past it and you look back. But in the moment, it feels like the logical thing to do. Other people take advantage of vulnerable people in those states. And that's the scary, scary thing in the world. Be careful, everybody. It's dangerous out there. Okay, this is my, this is the part I'm very excited to talk about. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'm very excited to talk about this part. So we're back at Bet and Tina's house and they're having this huge fight. So much so that Bet ends up on the couch kind of fight. Mm -hmm. Well, Tina throws a shoe at the door. sharing a contractor. And I thought (laughs) if that, if it would be like if I found out you were using Hugo. And I came over to your house and I was throwing things at you because I couldn't believe that you would also use Hugo. I understand people are very protective over their contacts because (laughs) you don't want them to get so busy that they don't have time for you. I feel that way about Joe. I get it. So I'm conflicted because on one hand, it's like, I get it. Like if you're going to share your contacts, but you'd be choosy about it. But to that degree in the same relationship? But Tina's your wife. That's so what the mean. fuck are you doing? <laughs> it was so funny to me. And I thought, if Tina <clears throat> doesn't know something's up in this area, I because I would be like, honey, what's the problem here? Yeah. What's really going yeah, on? Read between the lines. I agree. Like if you got uh, that upset and we're friends, but if you got that upset with me over Hugo or Joe or anybody. Who knows about something else? I I would know 100% something something else is happening that you're mad at. Anyway, such an odd fight for these two. But Bet sleeps on the couch. She throws a shoe at the door. It's just, uh, it's a lot. Anyway, Tina's like, if you ever have a moment to talk to me, basically, she's on her way out the door, like, call me. They've nosedived in a way that's, these two are on two completely different roads. 
going. They have been the whole time. Going in different directions. The whole time. It's just gotten worse as every episode has gone on. Yeah. Sometimes and I think in- they're on the same road. Every once in a while, I think, okay, they'll pull through, even though I knew what was going to happen. But uh, there are moments. But now it's just, they're both driving off se- uh, separate cliffs. Mm-hmm. Um, and... It's interesting. How do you feel about Bet at this point with this whole affair and like I what are your thoughts? Think Bet is a great character. I love I that know, she's strong and emotional and passionate, but fucking flawed and she lies and she feels guilt about it. Yeah, she wants to do but the she right loves thing. Really hard Bet too. feels like a real person to me. And mm-hmm. anything that feels real, I love. And I think that's why people I mean I think that's part of the reason why people loved loved her so much is that she was a full human being. Loved. She's still around. Yeah, like she's gone. No, but I'm saying back when this was airing. In the end. I mean, no, in no, the no. beginning. In the beginning. I can see why mm-hmm. she had such a, people were so drawn to her. Oh, yeah. She was fully flushed out. Yeah. And she actually does the things like people think about doing. But Beth's like, I'm going to go do I'm going to go towards it. I'm going to do it. And she also does things that people do in real life yeah and actually go yeah so she's you know it's so reflective like so many of her actions are reflective of what we actually do even if they're apologizing even if they're extreme versions of it it doesn't matter it's like it's representing something absolutely and she apologizes to tina and is like please accept my apology like she's so Mm -hmm. mad at herself for what she's done that she's looking for any sort of apology, even if it's over um, Candace, the contractor. Yeah, and watching this entire season, a lot of love got put into Bet's character. Like a lot of thought. Oh, yeah. A lot of introspection of saying, how do I, like you can see it, like how do I, how do we create this full-bodied character? Yeah, no, it's brilliant. Um. Okay, we're back to the shed. That was an ode to Bette Porter. Yes, as she should have. Oh, God. Shane is asleep in her car. I mean, what does she hope to accomplish by stalking this house? She just needs to get to Sherry because she feels misunderstood. If I could give Shane any advice, I'd say, girl, tone it down. I know you're misunderstood. I understand that you're that you're being painted in the wrong light and no one's giving you a chance to explain yourself, but this is not the way to go about it. Well, especially that you have a restraining order. The cop took that very well, by the way, that he was like, you have this, you should probably move along more than this. Doesn't seem like, like, I feel like more often he would, he would, a cop would say you're under arrest. You're violating your restraining order. It's very Canadian, very Canadian cop. I don't ever saw, Shane doesn't seem like this kind of extra person, but I get why they're doing this because it's supposed to signify that Shane was in love for the first time in her life. It's obviously with the wrong person who's not going to take care of that. And so she's acting out. And I also think that's, you know, a kind of lesbian, common lesbian journey as well. Mm -hmm. Falling in love with the unattainable straight woman. Or just falling in love with someone who is just unattainable regardless. And they're just the wrong one for you. And Oh, regardless of, yeah. And, yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know, and you can't, and you're like, why isn't this working? Well, it's not working because this person's not right for you. 
but you don't know exactly. any better. Exactly. But meanwhile, so many people want Shane, but Shane wants this one person. You want what we you can't want. have her. Exactly. You want what you always want what you can't have. A lot of times it's true. Right. Okay, then we're back at Jenny's shed. She wakes up. Jean's next to her and wants to make sure she's okay because she's had the hard experience in the um, seal den. And, and if you don't know about Jenny's journey or if you've forgotten, I thought the exposition was done really well by Jean. Oh, how he was like, you said this earlier. Well, he's like, are you I upset? Just he's like, sure. because you thought you were married and then you slept with a woman, you had an affair, you got divorced. Like, you know, he just kind of breaks yeah. down what Jenny's journey has been, been since through, we met her. In case we've forgotten. Yeah. She's just got a lot to figure out. She has a lot on her plate. And she's still in the backyard of her ex, which is not the place you want to go through all of that. It's like everyone in this episode, every character in this episode is filling some sort of void. Hmm. What What is Alice filling? I don't know about Alice. Well, I mean, you're well, feeling like... In the a, end, she in does. In the end, she does. Like everyone's filling to certain degrees, but it, that I felt that watching this. Jenny does say goodbye to Jean. Um, Tim sees him leave, and this is where I was like, Ugh, "This is Tim's where Tim go. has lost Tim's me." Tim's got to go. For... He charges through the door like a big g- gorilla. Tim, like Tim has wanting made... to grab his woman. Tim I'm has like, ma- no, no, no. Tim no. has made peace with the fact with he's made Tim has made peace with Jenny being gay, but he has not made peace with Jenny being single. Well, he made peace with Jenny leaving him for a woman. But he does not understand why she would be with another man. And he's feeling completely If she was going to be with another man, it was supposed to be him. It's time for It's time for him to fucking go. He's got to go. Also, don't ever charge inside my shed. Yeah. That's where he's. It's just too much. He goes, and then he's super soft, and he's all. It's like she's Elaine. It's like the audience, as an audience member, it's like you meet Tim. Tim's on the L word. It's like, you knew Tim was doomed from the moment you met him in the oh, first yeah. episode. But I'm tired of his approach to being the victim and Jenny being the villain. I'm over I it. I am too. But that's why I don't like that. I, I'm I'm ready for somebody to move out. Well, Tim's time on this show has now expired. He does. Is he even in the first yeah. episode of he come, next season? Yeah, I think he makes a return. But for all intents and purposes... It's done. He's gone. Yeah. Okay. That's okay with me. The Tim and Jenny show came to an end for me. Yeah. A while ago, but okay. We had to keep going. All right. So we're at the planet. Kit so sweetly tells Ivan that she's straight and she thinks Ivan is an incredible person. And if Ivan were a man, but like she broke my heart. She says such the straight girl thing to Ivan, which was. What? If only you were a guy. Yeah. yeah. It's just the kiss of death. It's that's when you know it's over. Yeah. And it can also be as a put down. It's like, oh, okay. So if I was a guy, you'd oh, be I into this. Oh, because I don't have, I don't, I don't have that. Oh, you said it so nicely. Sorry. But, um, uh, but how Kit says it isn't offensive. No, she's just like, you're amazing. Because Pam Greer, I just can't give you what you want. Pam Greer is a magical unicorn. Exactly. We got to go back to CAC because mm. at CAC, they're really prepping for provocations. Um, Candace walks past Bet. She gets distracted. She Did hands... you pick? Yeah, okay, hold on. Did you yeah, not pick go. up this little tiny detail? 
Because now when I watch Candace, no, now that I watch, no, now that when I watch Candace, I look at what she's doing and they walk in, everyone's wearing gloves, everyone. And that's what you do when you're, that's what you do when you're handling art, except fucking Candace with her dirty hands all over some glass (laughs) sort of encasement while the person she's working with has like the, the white, you know, the white suit on and the gloves to not make anything dirty. And I didn't even notice that and I'm mad I didn't see it. Oh, I can't believe it. I thought, oh, for sure. So she's getting like little I, fingerprints all over yes. the glass box well, everyone or something. Else is like, Candace. Well, everyone else is like, you know, working, you know, with respect. And I thought, oh, for sure, Leisha's going to pick up on this. There's no way the she whole won't. Thing because I was looking at what Bet handed if Bet um, wasn't James. If Bet wasn't fucking her, she would have fired her on the spot if she saw her do that. As she should. I don't know what the hell she was hand, handing James. I, I didn't do. care. I she was... handed him the little signs that go next to the artwork explaining what it is. But I was like, that's an actual, that's a job people have where they make art signs. They make the signage yeah. for art and it has to have the description. But it was just a bunch of names. Like he was just going to like get some like double-sided scotch tape and stick it up to, you know, Jesus and me and stick it up to... I did like Bet's um, little move masterpiece. Like, eh, there's the scotch tape. I like Bet's little move because she she sees she gets flustered once again and she goes back into like her office and she shuts the door and she thinks better of it and kind of opens it slightly. So just in case Candace comes to follow, she'll mm-hmm. know that she can come in. And yes. if they're going to be discreet about their affair, maybe they shouldn't be having sex against a plexiglass door that's echoing. I have a. Can I talk about the door? Please, all day long. I have a major problem with Bet's office door. It is so set-like to me. It does not sound or look like a real door. It sound, it feels like plastic. There's no insulation. It's it's not real. It's like a flimsy. It's a set piece, and when whenever the whenever I hear the sound of it opening or closing, it bo- really bothers me to the core. Yeah. And then, um, so if they were having sex in there, everyone would hear it. That's what I said. Yeah, it was clanging, like bad, yeah, it's like clanging. banging. Oh, and they did their your favorite move by grabbing Which her one? hand and like shoving it down her pants. Yeah, the quick fingering. Ouch! Like, ow! <laughs> I want one character to be like, "Ow!" Right. Yeah. Stop! <laughs> Get aggravated. Jesus. Take me to dinner first. Uh. Um, <laughs> Then we go back to the shed and this is the part where Jenny, we, we haven't heard her writing in a while and she's writing and she's saying, she's basically saying, I'm Jenny Schechter, I'm J- Jennifer Diane Schechter, I'm Jenny Diane, I'm JD, I'm JS, blah, 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 blah. And it's like she's writing like she has multiple identities, which that's how she feels right now. and Because she's trying to find herself. Which would be, you know, best if she just stayed single for a while and try to suss it out because she's clearly doesn't feel like she has the room or the time to decide or figure out who she is. And mm-hmm. then Jean shows up and says, hey, we're late to the thing. And I thought that moment... He said we're late to provocations. Yeah, and I, he had to say the word again. Oh, take a shot. And then... Um, but I think that just kind of proves the point. of Like he's interrupting her process of trying to figure out of her who own... Who she is. Oh, yeah. Good metaphor. Mm-hmm. It's like, Jean, go You're on. in the way, Jean. Everyone is in the way. So is Robin. It for that reason. Definitely. Because she he interrupts her train of thought. I like that. That's that's very introspective. 
<sighs> okay. Oh, God, the shower. Okay. So we're back at Bet and Tina's. I had- Bet's taking a really sad shower. She does the sink down to the corner of the shower. And then Tina comes in like totally ready, by the way. It's flat ironed hair. This is my problem. Outfit. That's how late Bet is. Because t- Tina's like, Tina's at the point of getting ready where you're like pretty much going to grab the keys and go. And Bet's still in the shower sopping wet. I... Why was Tina so ready? I couldn't get, I really couldn't fall into what was really going on because I was just logically so upset. Me too. I was worried what were you about, upset about? I was worried about Tina's hair. That's what I, that's I what I'm saying. Her hair was I was worried about her outfit ready, getting wet. I was worried she that she wore, yep. I, was, I was worried that her outfit was going to get wet and I was worried that she was wearing her street shoes in the shower. Yep. All those things upset me. And that, she could slip. No, not, I'm sure she had heels on. I'm not worried about oh, the slip. I'm thinking danger. of like dirty shoes in a shower and your clothes are wet Disgusting. and your hair gets messed up and your makeup because of the, 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 the steam. It was the... When she hugs Bet and Bet's really wet hair is against her flat ironed hair, I was like, well, it's going to curl again. But Tina, I mean, she's maternal and nurturing. But not only that, she no one ever, she just thinks Bet's exhausted. And I was like, as tired as I've been, or my girlfriend, or anybody I know who's been really, really tired. If that was the state they were in when we were getting ready to go somewhere that was a very exciting night for that person. You'd be like, what's going on? <laughs> what's, what's going on? <laughs> Again, communication problems. That's not exhaustion. Tina's a good girl. And she's patient. Um, and then, Bet, what, what does she say? She says, I, let's have a baby. Let's have that baby. She's just trying to heal. It's a Band-Aid. Yeah. A baby Band-Aid. Yeah. Fill in the void. Fill in the void yeah. of having an affair. Not a good idea. While she's been filling, having the affair to, a, to fill the relationship baby loss void. It's all big voids. Yes. It is. It's a lot of voids, Kate. And we finally go to provocations. Everyone well, no, take first, a shot. No, Ivan picks up Kit in drag and it's fantastic. Does Ivan only wear a wig to special events? I don't know when Ivan chooses to put the wig on, but I think my take was Ivan's like, you want a man kit? I'm going to show up and be a man for you tonight. Hmm. Take you on a date. I like that. That's how I took it. Just an opinion, though. But finally, we're here, everybody. Are you sitting down? It's happening. Provocations has opened. Take a shot. It's the big night. I remember, I remember shooting this night. It was really fun. This is a great group event because it felt earned. We've been watching the whole thing unfold all season. There's been a buildup and it makes sense that we're all there. I appreciate yes. a well thought out group event. Yes. And I remember also there were, there were reporters there from different, um, in real life reporters there were from different like gay magazines and stuff and there's a classic kathy opie photograph front and center the big one oh, the big classic that's right ode to kathy opie and then we have bet getting uh at the front of the line getting interviewed about provocations and she has a very like already thought out answer it seemed like and then we run into uh and then we're with tim and trish well, we're, run with, into, well, we're with we're with gene and Jenny and they run into Tim who brought along Trish and this is where Tim has 
1000% officially lost me. Yeah, like lost he's, me. He's dead to me. I was like, you you guys already did the thing earlier. You didn't, but they just doubled down and they're like, let's make Tim say something really shitty and inappropriate and something that was very out of character for Tim. In hindsight, Tim, I think was a little, con- was actually controlling. Yes. Because he was okay with everything Jenny did because it fit into the image that he had of her and of as them as a couple. And when it didn't go his way, I understand the initial upset and shock, but what a fucking asshole. What an asshole. And, but even Jenny, the way she reacted wasn't like Tim. And you know what? Points for Gene on how he handled that after they walked away. Yeah. All right. I can give it to Gene. Thank you. And then, we see, and then we see Dana and Tanya who have officially become one. Yeah. And Dana's just it. What I love is that it's that friend who's just lost in the relationship mm-hmm. and you know, you've lost her. Yeah. She's gone. She's just full. Like, this is what I'm doing. I'm with this person. This is my gay relationship and talk about controlling. Yeah. And Tanya is just working the room. Yeah, she's a puppeteer. Tanya's and my favorite the, thing Tanya, was Tanya, Melissa Rivers. Tanya is the character who is the quintessential. <laughs> I know a guy who knows a guy. Yeah, she is. And also just who's the most famous person in the room is her other trait. And like, come on, baby, let's let's go meet that. Let's go talk to that person. Not the people we're talking to. She's that person. And then fucking Shane. I mean... Uh-oh. <laughs> this is I, I was like, wait, what did you say? I remembered this scene. I didn't have the memory of the minutia of the scene. So everything kind of felt new to me. And they walk away. And the first thing Shane says is, she's not that bad. I like her. Yeah, she's. Yeah, she bad. is Yoda. She is that bad. But you're I think it's because you were so lost in your train of thought about Sherry that you you weren't really putting in the work to realize your friend was in a bad situation. I know, situation Shane's here. having a bad night. Because I, I say, Mr. Piddles was killed, and you just let me have it. Yeah. Well, And it was really funny, your delivery. When you're heartbroken, everything else just feels insignificant and trite. Yeah. Yeah, you don't have time for all the other stuff. Yeah. It seems, it seems piddly. Oh, Mr. Piddles. Um, okay, so then you walk off and you walk into, oh no, you go out to smoke and, 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 uh, Steve, Sherry's husband says, you stay away from my wife and you stay away from my daughter. So misunderstood. Poor Shane. You were just going out to get a smoke. She is never given the option to say anything. Not in this episode. There's nothing is ever posed as a question to her. It's, it's just these statements, like they're facts. Yeah. No, you're, you're, I don't want to call you a know-it-all, but you're like, it's okay. You're just having a moment. You're having a, you're having a real moment here. It, it, then, no, we're, um, we're ju- you're just seeing Shane being vulnerable for the first time. Exactly. She's not Teflon. She has feelings. She, yeah, she I'm wants, glad you're not Teflon. That would be boring. Yeah, she wants she wants things. And like we said, all throughout. She can't have them. She just wrong, wrong, wrong person. Wrong time. Then we go. We're with uh, Tina congratulating Candace. I love 
when people introduce themselves by their full names. Does anyone do that in real life? Hi, I'm Beth I've Horton. never, well. Hi, no, I'm Tina I Kennard. had a friend like 20 years ago that would introduce other people with their first and last it's name. It's very formal. And she was in her 20s. And I was like, that's very funny. You do that. I just noticed it like in TV. Like if she introduced us, she would say our full first and last names to each other to introduce us. Very. I kind of liked it. Very rarely have I ever encountered, if ever, someone who introduces someone by their full names. It feels like a television thing to do. But it is. But I. Maybe it should make a comeback. Maybe. I don't hate it. It's very polite. I don't hate it. It's very yeah, it's polite. Very and it's polite. kind of like maybe you walk away actually remembering that person. Right. Right. Um, but Candace is with Michaela. Then Bet walks over Bet. with no feeling whatsoever inside. Well, From coming off of the floor of the shower, I was like, whoa, she's done a full 180. She's well, she like, has to. It's Hi. her night. Yeah, but she wasn't shaken at all. No, she's. No, this is where Bet is Teflon. She Talk knows about how Teflon. to. Oh yeah, they said it. Too. But Bet then then they walk away, and Bet has got to learn the art of subtlety with that turnaround. Oh, did she turn around to look you, at you? See Candace that they walk, walk away, away uh -huh. and then when they're walking away, she turns to oh, I think over her left shoulder and looks at Candace. Jean and Jenny are talking to Dana and Tanya, and boring. He's boring the hell out of them. Yeah, but it doesn't matter because Robin shows up and Robin, who is Robin with? Oh, right. So Jenny turns around reveal. and guess who it is. This, this is, was big. This was a big reveal. You say it. Go ahead. Marina. It was huge. I, I forgive Robin be, because she didn't know. And, but you can, she didn't know. But you can tell at the end she's put it all together and knows something's uh, up. So yes, she, Robin's smart. And she handled it well, so she gets a pass. Marina and Tim should be roommates. They definitely, definitely have similar characteristics, but Marina takes the cake. It's spider move number one. I'm going to date the person you're dating or just dated. Oof. <laughs> Marina's character, like, yeah. I mean, talk about closing the coffin. Talk about a fall from grace. We should have had a funeral for Marina, because mm -hmm. it's pretty over at this point. Mm -hmm. And then we can go to uh, Shane and Sherry. Yeah, so Shane and Sherry. Oh, that's hard to say. Um, well, Sherry wanders off from Steve, her husband at one point, and goes into a neon art room. And you see her, so you follow her in. And that's where you guys have, which I thought was kind of like a, you know, a little precursor to the sex scene that, Bet and Pippa had this season of Gen Q. Oh, the la the laser light show. Yeah, it was kind of like a the first laser light show right. love right. scene. Right. Which is why do we? Is that a? What is that? I don't know. I wasn't there. I've never had sex or um. I mean, <laughs> or in a neon room. Let me finish that sentence. Or a big. Love. It would be kind of great if you didn't finish that sentence. <laughs> <laughs> oh, leash. Oh, one day. Hope one it day. happens one day. <laughs> um, all I, Sherry is a gaslighter. First of all, 
Oh my God. Major. Let's talk about her speech to Shane. I was like, wow, woman. I mean, she it tears. It was so soapy. You know, I loved it. She tears so, her gave down. Me everything. And on one hand, Sherry's, I'm like, you're being a realist, Sherry. Sherry, you're admitting, ex- she's admitting exactly who she is and what she wants in life. Exactly. She's like, you think I'm going to give up. But she's just denying Shane her my feelings. My trips to Paris. She, all my houses. Yeah, and, yeah, but she's denying Shane her feelings, which is why that's so gaslighty. And I know, but to but to list all the things you actually want in life and ha- yeah. to have those be your list is really telling. <laughs> you should look in the mirror. She's an opportunist. And, well, she's I mean, she material. did throw her daughter in there, like my my husband and my daughter. And I was like, well, thank God, because other other than that, it was like the cars, the homes, the trips, yeah. the country club. To have a little love, what did she call it? Love Something shack. so offensive. A little, a rundown. Yeah, love in, a, shack. in a in a little love, grimy, a, ra- a dank. A, it was like a, a rank dank love, love shack, shack with a twenty five year old assistant hairdresser. With a twenty five year old, and I was like, oh, I was like, we learned something about Shane. And, She's twenty five, and I and I was twenty five when I shot when we shot that. Yeah, season. I know. Who is a um, assistant hairdresser? It, and I was it, like, Jesus, it's this scene. and you just it's, listen. It's this scene. You don't say anything back. It's this scene where I realized, oh, Shane is a romantic because Sherry is speaking her truth and, and she's she's not going to give up all that for what Shane could offer her. And Shane really believed that maybe she could. And there's there's a romantic quality to that because little Shane doesn't know any better yet. Um, I know. It's like her first big heartbreak. And that big heartbreak can really floor you and and kind of fuck you up for a while yeah and you picked a married woman with a child i mean bad move i guess you really thought you were gonna woo her enough to live you don't know any better you get idealistic and you don't look at things as they are and you conjure up a fantasy you you conjure up a fantasy and and you're so disappointed it's a very very pisces of shame i guess also just like these affairs people have in life, whether they're actual affairs like what Bet's having or like what you were having. Well, no, yours was too. Well, I don't think she wrote. Yeah, I, no, it wasn't a fair. She it's really know. the case of the grass is greener. But when you see it on television and you see that the A's and B's, the choices, yeah. it always looks wrong. Whereas yeah. when you're actually in it, you're like, oh, no, this is going to be the answer. Yeah. It's strange because yeah. it's very clear. I feel bad for Let me see it from um, the other side. second season coming up because sadly, Carmen gets the brunt of all of Shane's well, it, baggage. Let's not do spoilers. Everyone's do watched spoilers. the show, Leisha. You think anyone's sitting know. there saying, oh, I should we probably might... start this show, please. <laughs> I've heard about it. Maybe now's a good time. Well, the biggest thing happens, um, you you get totally dumped, which is so sad. Yeah. And Tina's by herself. And Tina. With the clown behind her. I always remembered that. I was like, oh, yeah, that painting. I remember this scene. It's that strange clown behind her, which I thought was kind of cool. And Tina puts it all together. And honestly, how could she not with all those glass windows? Well, Bet, Candace. That's what I'm saying. All these glass windows. You'd think Bet would know the right hides, like the hideout spot to not be seen. Since also, she works maybe there not every tonight, day. Bet. Maybe not at Go into a coat closet, for Christ's sake. Don't go outside a massive window. And, and then and think you're being discreet. Intimately talk 
to the person you're infatuated with. And then there it was. It was the slow hand pull away that gave Tina all the information. I love the way Laurel played this yeah, because she was very non-reactive, yeah, which I think is exactly how you would feel. Well, you can't believe what you're saying and you have to. Yeah, but there was no jaw drop or like no. she didn't pull a face. You're right. Or she like... did a great job. Yeah, it was very non. And then we don't see Tina, so we don't know what happened to Tina. Mm-mm. But we are at home. No, we get to a park. It's a quick cut. No, we get to a parking lot with Ivan and Kit. Oh, Christ. And Ivan. Okay. Uh, oh, yeah. And, yeah, and, you know, and, I like this. And Ivan and Kit, it seems like they're about to kiss. And Ivan, like, ruins his chance because he's like, wait a second. I know exactly what's going to win you over. And he goes over to his car. And I appreciate that they kept the original song. I thought it would be a sound alike. But he puts on I Am Your Man by Leonard Cohen. And he does a whole lip sync battle for Kit. Which I thought was a (laughs) battle. (laughs) I didn't see another drag king there. He was was practicing. I loved it. The romantic side of me came out. And I was like, I'm into this. Leisha. I don't think if I, I passed I by, think Ivan had it planned. I think I, think if Ivan had I was it planned. in the parking lot walking in my car and I happened to pass by this scene that was real life. I'm sorry. I'd be like, what the fuck are they doing? Well, of course, but you're watching a TV show. It was romantic. It I was, didn't say like if you and I were at Target and we're packing our stuff away and we looked over and that was happening. One, we'd sit there and watch. Possibly record it. But I don't I think we would probably judge it and then get in my car and go. That's home. what I, I would too. But in this context, I, I fell into it. Ivan has excellent taste in music. I'll give him that. Mm-hmm. I like the way Ivan looks too. I like the whole Ivan is I like a, the whole getup. Ivan is a babe. But it did break my heart. I was like, Ivan, this isn't gonna work either. No, Ivan. It's just But I really like that the way Kit and Ivan have this sort of agreement, like we're never going to be together, but we can love each other in this sort of different way, I guess. Anyway. Maybe. We go to... We're um, back at the shed. We go back to the shed and uh, Jenny comes home with Jean and Robin is there, how she got in, who knows. And Robin says, hey, you might want us both to leave. A message just came in. And it's Marina. Well, no, first she says, I'm sorry, I didn't yes, know about Marina. Right. She, I would have never taken her out. She she set us up, basically, yes, Jenny. Yes, yes. But before we go any further, please turn your um, machine on. And Jean's like, I should leave. And Robin's like, no, I should leave. Anyway. And, and I was so like, then, you both should leave. And they listen to, <laughs> then they listen to the machine and it's fucking Marina professing her love to Jenny. And two things. Marina's character is 1,000% massacred at this point. But number mm-hmm. two... It's the first time Jenny has the upper hand and I couldn't be happier for her. And she's like, fuck this. I want you both to stay. So maybe. Maybe what? It could have been a throuple. It didn't ever go there, but it could have been. Oh, I didn't think of that. I just thought it was like Jenny. I saw it metaphorically like Jenny's making peace with all sides of herself. And the board game to me was like, let's just let's just play. Let's just. I think she was like, let's just all take a beat and have some fun. Like nothing needs fun. I don't need to take it I can have fun with all these sides of myself. I don't have to like torture my way through through it. She earned it. Yeah. I mean, I thought the board game was like a little cheesy, but metaphorically I was into it. Yep. Yep. 
Um, and then here we go. This We're is, at the classic scene. This is I was the, very uh, excited when it started. This scene, I think, goes down as probably the most classic scene on this show's history. I think so. When you say, I think so. This would be it. Um, so where do you even start? Undressing. She starts in her bra. That's no, where she we comes start. home and she's taking her shirt off and she sees Tina in the reflection on the well, mirror. Yeah, she, and Tina's exactly. just sitting on the chaise, and the silence is deadly. And they it's both. It's not a chaise. It's like a whatever window it is, seat. But the chaise is a love seat, and they're no. staring at each okay. other, and they both know in that moment. What's going on? The truth on? has been, the truth is out. I always love a mirror scene. I love when someone sees someone else in a reflection. I'm a fan. She turns around. Laurel. Tina stands up and says, I know. Yeah. And then Bet, in full disbelief, walks towards Tina, which you're like, don't go. I wouldn't do that. And then Tina does a slap across the face. So, so this scene is like, it's borderline... It's got a lot of elements. Let's talk about all a whole of them. lot. Well, first of all, let's start with Laurel. She plays. Tina's become completely unhinged. Yeah, and she played as it I would so well. It was fantastic. And Bet is trying to be stoic and keep it in control, and they both just lose control completely. And it's like I'm watching the first time. I I really. First time I watched it, I actually watched it twice because the first time I was sort of slack jawed because I didn't really mm -hmm. remember the what happened in it. And then I and then but something stuck out to me and I thought this is like hinging on assault on both mm -hmm. of their ends. Absolutely. But right before it's about to turn, the other one takes charge and exactly. does the same. So you're like, oh, and it's like, is this supposed to be their way of possessing each other? Like I'm yours and you're mine. Yeah, and I hate you, but I don't want to lose you. And I hate you, but you're mine, and I'm and yours. And get off me, but stick your hand in mm -hmm. me. And bravo, you're hurting me, but I'm going to hurt you back. It was it was raw. It was it was powerful. slightly. It was like sadistic. It was. I mean, it was a little dynasty. It was a little. It had everything, um, but um, it had all the elements that I that that for me. When those moments happen on the show. It's my absolute favorite. I mean, a round of applause for Jennifer and Laurel because they they really fully gave it committed. their all. They did. I don't have any notes. I was just there was a bite. There oh was yeah, like she a, bit her face. A, yeah, there was a bite on the face. There was a slap on the. It was a lot. She ripped her dress. It was a lot. And then they were trying to hold each. Yeah, possess each other is a good way to put it. Mm -hmm. Oh, she tore her dress. Mm -hmm. Throw her down on the bed. Wow. Um, if you haven't seen that scene. It's a good one. I mean, it's a it's a great a talk about a finale. Yeah. Right. That's a fin that 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 is a finale. That's a finale. That is a finale scene. Yeah. That's where you're like, you know what? I have to see what next season is. Yes. You can't leave it like that. But yeah, you can't. then we go you on to come back. But round of applause for and standing ovation for Jennifer and Laurel. Then we go to Dana's house. It's the front door. My favorite is it was four o'clock in the morning. And when you shot that? <laughs> no, Dana says. Oh, that's right. He says it's four in the morning. what's wrong? It's four o'clock. Yeah. It's 4 a.m. And then Tanya yells from the back, honey, what is it? And because and, I would think if somebody knocked on the door at four, I 
think there'd be more like alarm. But she's just like, no, 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 I got it. I got the little things. Oh, I know. Get so, to the meat. Okay, I'll move get, on. Get, get, get to the good. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Dana steps outside and Alice says, you can't marry Tanya. And it broke my heart. And she's right. I like when Alice goes to kiss her. Dana, I love Dana's reaction because it starts off shocked and then suddenly it all becomes clear. Yes. And from that moment forward. Uh, yeah, I love that we kissed and then it was like a, a... And from that moment forward, they both know, okay, this friendship is never going to be the same. It can't. Right. It was a great cliffhanger. It was unexpected. It, it felt, a, I, I'll be honest, it felt a little out of left field, but it's okay because I was into it. I loved it. And, and I love that we didn't know. It was unexpected. We didn't know. I think the last scene is what? Alice coming home and the big reveal. Oh, I didn't remember this scene. Neither did I. And the big reveal is that I Tina. I was like, what? I'm walking in. I'm talking to myself. And I and I literally was like, what am I? Well, I don't remember this. What's going to happen? I remember the, the door at Dana's. And guess who's sitting? It's Tina. And she's like, I need to stay here. And then she gets up and does a dramatic... And I'm like, what is it? What is it, Tina? And then she does a dramatic um, line drawing off of Bet's name on the chart and starts to write C-A. And I was like, she could think it's CAC. <laughs> but I stop her. And I know Bet's done, done something horrible. And I hug her. So basically everything has fallen apart for everything, but mm -hmm. it ends in friendship, which I know we always say it, but it is the anchor on the show it is the most important ingredient yeah no matter how badly we treat each other at times there's always a friend waiting it's the in the wings always um and i mean but you're right that's a really great point to bring up that that's that was the last scene yeah and was anchored in friendship i like that you know i watch this and I, I I know, you know, obviously, you know, I, I, although I knew, I know the outcome, but I watch this and I think, of course, there's going to be a second season. It's so yeah, good. It's so good. Back then, I think we got renewed maybe two or three episodes into the this season we just watched. Like they picked it up pretty quickly. But had they not, and they were waiting around, sort of like what we're doing now, I'd be like, of course, there's a second season. <laughs> right. Like, you know, there maybe there were like two clunkers in the season, but overall it was excellent. It was a great was fantastic. soap opera. I loved it. I'm in. It's a perfect soap opera. Me too. I'm hook, line, and sinker. By the way, when this airs, Kate, we might not we might know. Oh shit. We might already know if there's a third season of Gen Q. Or not. Well, there you have it, everybody. That was the original series, The L Word, season one. Finale. Finale. And it was our review is we're rave reviews. I'm going to give this season an A. I'm going to give it a 10. Same thing. One being bad, 10 being amazing. I'm giving it a 10. You're giving it an A. So it's a 10A, everybody. Actually, Listen, I take I, it back. I'm going to give it. Uh-oh. I'm going to give it a B plus. Only because there were not even an A minus. You went from A to to a B. What's wrong with okay? Fine. Down okay. Okay. Wow. Okay. Letter. All right. You're all right. You would be the nice teacher in school. Um, 
I'll give it an A minus. I'd make every. I'd be like everyone gets to pass. Go. <laughs> everybody. Everybody wins. I would give it's it for everybody. I would give an A minus for the two clunkers. Okay. I'm going to stick it at a ten because I know we have a long way to go and I need wiggle room with my ratings. So I'm going to start off strong. Okay. Question is when do we I know do season second, two? When, the, the question is when do we do season two? So the question, the answer is we're gonna we're gonna obviously do our Q and A for the for the listeners and Marja, and then we're I think gonna do some Q and As with us, and then I think maybe in a month. Okay, great. Like a Christmas, a second season Christmas or something. That's what we could call it. Uh, or yeah. Um. Okay, we don't have to name it, but no. But I think, I mean, I don't know how you feel, but I really—it's kind of fun to like sit down and have a little. I'm bit having of, a blast. You have an assignment once a week. You watch it. You take notes. You riff on it. There's, a, I'm enjoying. I'm it. having so much fun. It's a blast. I'm having so much fun. I love hearing from everyone as well, but it's um, I've never looked at this show since it aired, so it's like, yeah, sort of like a weird Christmas gift that you forgot you forgot you had. See, you do like the Christmas theme. Well, we want to thank everybody for going on that journey with thank us. Thank you, everyone. It's been so much fun. I hope you've had fun. We're going to do it again for season two, but stay with us for next week. We're going to we'll have Marja. Interviewing Marja. We're going to have. All right. And everybody have a fantastic week and we'll see you next week. Pants. I said week a lot. Pants. Thank you for listening to Pants, a podcast brought to you by Kate Menig and me, Leisha Haley. Produced by Melissa DeMonts. Please listen and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can follow Pants on Instagram at The Pants Pod. Theme song by Carolina Para of the band CSS. Graphics are by Love Fox. <laughs> <laughs>